Is sustainability a thing? And why should technology providers care about power? Larry Hahn from Schneider Electric was on site at IT Nation Connect 2023, and we sat down to talk about the role providers play. This episode was recorded live during that event. This is a bonus episode of The Business of Tech. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hi, Dave Sobel here with another bonus episode of The Business of Tech. I'm talking with Larry Hahn of Schneider Electric. You may know the APC brands, part of the Schneider family. Larry, thanks for joining me today. Dave, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So I've been super excited to talk to you because I want to start with a super basic question. Why should we care about power? Well, I, I think the simple answer to that is power is actually what enables all the stuff that we use on a day-to-day -day basis. So without power, we don't have our phones. We don't have our internet. We don't have different things that actually make our life easy. So with, uh, with power, we actually, the best way to think about it is that it's the insurance policy in regards to uh, your day-to-day -day life. But power is one of those things that it is to the definition of a utility, right? It is just theoretically just available. Where's the line of what we should care about when we're thinking about power? So I'll, I'll put it from a business perspective. Um, if you think about a business, if, they, if a business has any type of IT, so your networking switches, your servers, your routers, any of that is actually responsible for providing revenue for that company, providing the experience for that company, or even business continuity, then you're going to need power for that to actually work. And if without power, you're not going to be able to do or run your business the way you want to. Okay, so I so I get I get that bit. Now I want to dive in a little bit on some of the threads around power that I've been thinking about to get your your sense on it, because you think about it more than I do. And the first I want to ask about is is I want to understand a little bit how real the sustainability movement is and where. Because as I look, I can I get it in like big data centers where we're we're hoovering up power. That makes sense to me. And as we go down to a very small office, I feel like that's less of an issue. Where are we seeing sustainability as an issue in business? And what are the use cases you're looking for? So I would say just in general, sustainability, and if you've done any research on it, you'll know in Europe is very, it's very top of mind topic. Um, in, the, in the U.S., it's not so much yet. Um, typically, where you're seeing it uh, show up is more in your, your federal agencies, uh, any company that is multinational, so that has locations in the rest of the they're really starting to think about what their ESG goals and like, they can actually drive carbon out of their footprint and even actually making commitments back to their customers. As you start getting down the stack to smaller companies, not quite there yet, uh, but typically what we talk to them about is more not so much about sustainability, but actually about efficiency. So helping them become more efficient in how they run their business and actually indirectly by doing that, that then starts to lead to a sustainable future. 
Um, and the reason we do that is while they're not completely ready to have that sustainable conversation, um, we actually are indirectly moving in that direction. So when it actually comes to something they have to think about, they're actually putting already doing some of the best practices. So it becomes easier for them to actually meet whatever those goals and acceptance. Okay, so that makes sense to me. Now let's putting it in the U.S. context because I always want to give a nod. The Europeans way more regulation, so a different way of thinking. But for those of us in in the United States, it makes sense to me that thinking about power as an efficiency and cost saving angle more than sustainability would resonate with customers. Is Talk to me through about some of the use cases where you're actually able to sell effectively on those models and where it makes sense. Yeah, so actually, interesting enough, we uh, we just recently did a pilot uh, with uh, with a credit union with Cisco, uh, where uh, we we wanted to look at two things. Uh, first was uh, uh, three, which is basically their embodied carbon, and then spoke two, which is actually the operational cost. Uh, and the interesting thing about that is we actually looked at a couple of things. The first thing we looked at is just for the IT equipment they have, is it right-sized? So um, if you think about from what we do with EPS is, if it's a thousand watt EPS, the, the more it's loaded, the more efficient it is. And in this, so if you have a thousand watts, you want to be probably at 900 watts, and that makes it more efficient. In this study, we actually found that the customer is only loading about 30% of the capacity. And uh, and if they right-size, they could actually save 10% with an electrical cost over the, over, over the year. So I was like, very quickly, that's a quick way where we can actually show them that they can actually drive costs out of their model just by being efficient. But the other aspect of it is by doing that, they can actually put new technology in, which actually looks like a lower car front. So again, I'm not thinking about that, but just by driving efficiency, they can actually lower their carbon footprint. The other thing we looked at is actually how they're getting their power. So you have your utility. We actually looked at the sustainability of the utilities that they had. Now this credit union is actually in California. Uh, their, uh, they, their utilities were about 68% sustainable. Which on the surface doesn't seem like a really that's a lower number you might expect, but actually on average the U.S. is only most utilities that's just it's electric or whatever it might be is only about twenty one percent sustainable. So they're actually they're actually pretty high up on the curve with regards to what's going on. But just by doing that, we got them thinking differently about like how their infrastructure can actually drive sustainable power stations. Well, interestingly, I'm going to stop buying the biggest UPS now based on learning this one. Price size, price size. So, but that actually sort of leads into the other question I wanted to ask you is in, in your title and in, is digital services. Yeah. I didn't make that immediate connection between power and digital services. Tell me what the services offerings and what Schneider's doing around services and what that means. So, um, and, and actually really kind of comes back to data. So having access to data. So again, you would think of the UPS as being a minimal part of that. Uh, but as I, as I mentioned uh, before, there's, you know, there's still get where technology is going. Uh, it's it's going in spaces that's not designed for technology. People aren't technologists, and actually, the companies that need to kind of provide this, they don't have the resources to support it. So, one of the things that we're seeing as we provide data to these companies, help them understand what's going on in their environment. The next thing that's coming up is they're realizing is they don't have the they don't have the mechanism or the support support structure to manage that environment. So that then starts leading into services. So, the digital services piece of that is actually once we identify there's an issue, is then actually helping them understand understand how to get ahead of a potential downtime and anticipate it, and then actually get people on site and 
before they have an issue and where that where that ties in from a channel perspective is that our partners have a unique opportunity to buy them because they're, they're, they're the companies don't have the resources in there. so how much of that is delivered by schneider electric and how much by the partner because this feels like there's a lot of specialty here so can they leverage resources like what's the balance there yeah, so we actually, we designed our solutions to be very flexible. So when we sit down and talk with a partner, we try and understand a couple of things. What, what's the maturity of their business? So what are they doing today? Well, so are they monitor? Do they have a field service organization? And the second thing we talked about is what's their level of it? Like what's their desire to invest? So how much do they actually want to do themselves? So the actually answer your question really depends on what the partner wants, but we actually can do both. So we can actually provide the resources to go on site. We can actually provide the resources to be the not. We allow the partner to pick and choose that. We are actually in the process of developing a partner-led service model where in the future, our services are actually going to be done by our partners in the field. And you might think, oh, to your point, that might be kind of nuanced, might be difficult, but we're really talking about our smaller EPSs that plug in the bar. And it's really not that difficult for a partner to go do that. And the reality is they're already in there, they're on site today anyway, because they're there with, they're there to care of the networking switch, or service or whatever else, the, 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 Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi equipment. So it's just a natural progression, already on site, replace a battery, replace CPS, it's part of the stuff they're already doing today anyway. All right. So the other piece of that, as we think about services that you're going to be able to help me with is one of the questions that I'm working on, and there'll be YouTube videos around this, is the future of distribution. Yeah. And my, I want you to respond to one of my premises and tell me what, where I'm right and where I'm wrong. So my working premise is that there's a lot of different things out there that a typical IT services company needs to be involved with but probably can't get the expertise in all 500 of these different specialties. Power feels like one that a lot of people may not have the specialization, but you do. And that distribution is actually a really great place to match a, a solution like yours to partners. Give, give me a reaction to that premise. Uh, I actually totally agree with that. Uh, if you think about, if, if, you're, if you're doing any research on what's going on in the, dis, the distribution itself, you're starting to see them kind of raise up the staff. Uh, and actually provide more services. It used to be just, you know, pick, pack, and ship. Maybe provide financing. But now you're starting to see them to move down the, the, down the path of actually being able to provide these services and maybe fill the gaps of what those, those partners are, are, can provide. So I just said, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we let the partners kind of pick and choose what, what they want to do. But to do that, you have to have access to the resources to, to, to be able to, to provide that model. And distribution is definitely going to be a key part of that as well. So if, as you think about the way that you're trying to engage partners, give me a little bit of a sense of the kind of mix. Like how much are you leaning into finding partners directly? How much are you looking at, at distribution, like other avenues? Give me a little bit of sense of that mix. So we, uh, it, it's going to be a little bit of both. So if you think about just, you know, the, the pyramid, right? So we have direct sales people that work with our channel partners and they're going to work with the top of the pyramid. Uh, and, uh, and that model will always be there. We want them to get deep with those partners, understand their business value and then figure out how, like, how we can, we can snap into that. As you go down, we're just never going to be able to hire enough people to go reach the thousands of partners that are out there. Uh, so you'll see us evolve our model where we'll be leveraging this the distributors to help us to get that reach into those into those partners. And that could be through direct marketing activities or even some of the stuff I was talking about around providing those, those services on behalf of the partner. 
Gotcha. So the sort of last is I'm, I'm thinking this through. What's the biggest misconception that you see both like widely in the industry and particularly with channel partners and, and IT services companies about what you do? Uh, I, you know, I think the biggest misperception is that everyone is their 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 infrastructures are safe. That they have they have uh they, they have the right power mix. They have UPSs. And I will say this: most customers do know important equipment. I got to put a UPS on it. And where the misconception is is they think because they bought the UPS that they're safe. And the reality is is they're not because they plug it, they they set it and forget it. And this. UPS is a consumable as a battery. It's going to fail. That's where the software services comes in. That's where the partners come in. They can actually provide that for them, give that visibility to those customers, help them make sure they're available. So when the power does go out, the UPS is going to work. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a customer site and they've seen a UPS with battery light blinking or it was plugged in the wall, but the equipment wasn't plugged into it because the people didn't want to hear the beeping anymore. Uh, <laughs> It, that's the misconception is everyone thinks that they're okay because they bought the UPS. It's actually the, what happens on day two, which needs to be rationalized. That's where our partners can really help us. Gotcha. So what, what's the sort of the biggest trend? If, if I'm thinking sustainability is a couple of years out, what should we be thinking about in the next sort of 12 to 18 months in this space? Yeah, so I think that I think the biggest trend is really just the the, the advance of IT outside the data center. Um, you're already seeing it you know, with with the, with the way we consume stuff today. Everything's on an app. It's on our phone. Uh, that IT is only going to accelerate, um, and as that does, it puts tremendous pressure on these companies to be able to, to be available. Um, and that's that's going to be a sweet spot for our partners. You're going to see partners being able to do more and more around managing power. Uh, than they were in the past, but it's as I said before, it's it's going to go much beyond just buying UPS. It's about how what's my what's my full life cycle management, of, and what's my day two support strategy. So, if people are interested in learning more, where should we point them? So they can go to our website, apc.com forward slash partners. Thank you for joining me, Larry. This has been really educational. I learned a ton about sustainability. Thanks a lot. Thank you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More. The Business of Tech is written by me, Dave Sobel, under ethics guidelines posted at businessof.tech. This episode was edited and produced by Picture This Video. If you like the content, please make sure to hit that like button and follow and subscribe. It's the free and easy way to support the show and help us grow. You can also check out our Patreon, where you can join the Business of Tech community at patreon.com slash mspradio or buy our Why Do We Care merch at businessof.tech. Finally, if you're interested in advertising on the show, visit mspradio.com slash engage. Thanks for listening today, and I will talk to you again on the next episode of The Business of Tech. Part of the MSP Radio Network.